We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Clay Link here with Todd Zola of Rotowire and Masters Ball. Always great to be talking with you, Todd. It is the two start pitcher pod. We will be looking ahead, grading all of next week's options, uh, two start options on a zero to five scale. Uh, it is the week of May 31st coming up, Memorial Day, kind of a big mile marker in the fantasy baseball season. Todd, what's new with you today, man? Ah, I, I'm still, I'm still trying to figure out what happened in that play yesterday. Oh, <laughs> that play, yeah, the, <laughs> the heavier rise. Yeah, yeah, buyers. I, uh, I, yeah, I, um, I'm, I'm speechless. So, uh, yeah, no, things are good. Things are good. Weather's warming up. Baseball's warming up. Memorial Day weekend, heading into it. Time to reflect, and uh, little bit, ba- little baseball reflection as well. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Yeah, that was insane, that play. And Will Craig, I mean, at first I kind of felt bad for the guy. Then I realized there were two outs. I was like, how yeah. do you – if you know there's two outs, how do you yeah. make that play? But Yeah, I mean – A tough one to swallow for him. There were, there's, there were so many things that you could point to, right? Uh, two outs, all you had to do was tag the base. Once they ran – you know, if, if, if uh, Baez had hit home plate on the retreat, he's out. Right. Yeah. Uh, my favorite part of the whole thing was in Baez called the runner safe, <laughs> and, and then, then still and made then, it to safe, and then took off. Took off. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, what are you gonna do? I mean, it, it's one of those you make a mistake once, but it, it cost me an hour's worth of work because I kept having to go back and look at it and DM this guy and call up that guy. Did you see it? Did you see it? It was a it, you know I. 
I don't know if I feel bad for Will Craig. He's a professional. I don't care. He's supposed to know these things. Yeah, so. I didn't after I found out he had there were two outs in the inning. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Alec Manoa's debut was pretty much uh, as advertised or even better. I mean, six scoreless against the Yankees in Yankee Stadium. Yeah. Two hits allowed, two walks, seven Ks. ESPN box score has him at 18 called strikes, 13 swing strikes. Uh, pretty darn impress- impressive for Alec Manoa. And uh, I mean, people are really going to have to open up the, the wallet this weekend. Oh, I was. I took a look. I expected him to be gone in a lot more leagues than he was gone in that I'm in, and I, most I, NFBC leagues, I believe, he's still out there. Right. Well, I got it. We got him at the. I got him at the end in a couple of. I, I drafted late in a couple cut lines, and uh, so I, I was able to get him late. But I was surprised. My AL only is drafted early, and he hadn't quite had the. Uh, the momentum yet, so I don't know that I have enough fab to get him in any places. I almost would rather, I almost rather have him be on a roster or two. I have him in the XFL, happy about that, and I think I, I do have him in in a league that we, uh, a local keeper league that we drafted the first Saturday of the season. Mm-hmm. So I was able to get him in that league. So I'll, I'll have my, I'll have my pieces of him, but um, yeah, no, that was fun to watch. It was. You know, I mean, it was it was an ESPN game. It was a national game, and it was an afternoon. But that's still, I mean, it's kind of a neat spot. Like, your mom's in the crowd. And, oh, that you know, was a great moment. That, yeah, that got yeah. To yeah, I mean, it was it was kind of cool. Uh, good for him. I mean, why why wouldn't be why, – why shouldn't he be here to stay, right? I mean, this isn't a one and done, right? You'd think no, I, I mean, no. especially given that performance, I think he's – well, at least for the time being, earned himself some rope. Like, yeah. Plus, with the other options in that rotation. Well, that's the thing. In Toronto's yeah. Toronto's competing, mm-hmm. so innings. You know, there'll be innings. There'll be innings limits on everybody. But I, th- I don't think this is a uh, a scenario. And is he gonna? You know, is he gonna crush every time? Of course not. But I, you know, if this is an all-in bid, an AL only, this is an all-in bid. Yeah, definitely. AL only, and even 15s. I mean, James and I are going to be talking on the upcoming XM show about just how much we're going to spend in the main event. <laughs> and uh, for Manoa, it was stash in season in leagues where you could stash, and now it might be max bid season. Yep. On uh, Alec yep. Manoa, because yep. he does look like the real deal. He's really impressive. I'll just run over some of the pickups from last night. Danny Santana, 13 in the Rotowire Stake League, 16-teamer. Taylor Walls was still out there. He went for 10, uh, 10 out of 100. James Caprillion for 9. Brad Miller, I had a $0 bid on. He went for 6. Uh, Michael Taylor, Vince Velasquez, John Birdie, Edmundo Sosa, Harold Ramirez, Andleton Simmons, Davey Garcia, David Bodie, uh, Tyler Stevenson. I picked up Ryan Zimmerman for 0 just to plug into the middle for Michael Franco, who I worry might get DFA'd. <laughs> He's been re- below replacement level so far. Uh, Rob Refsnyder, Jorge Alfaro, and Guillermo Heredia. So pretty light week in fab. I did already have Alec Manoa stashed in this league, much to the chagrin of James and others. <laughs> um, I'm also thinking about maybe plugging in Lucas Sims because he got a, a, his third save, second, I believe, in a row. So. Looks like Lucas Sims may be the Reds' 1A closer now. Uh, 
TJ Anton describing himself as a mid a mid-game closer. So <laughs> I thought that was kind of interesting. I, I thought maybe he would be the guy, but because he goes, you know, two, three innings, he needs a, a day down and it just doesn't work that well for the closer role. But Todd, for your latest Z Files column, before we get to two steppers, uh Memorial Day weekend thoughts. You also gave your top 15 for the second chance leagues. Uh, I didn't have a chance to do one of those, and I just have too much on my plate as is. But did you get a chance to do a second chance Memorial Day? No, not, no I won't be joining the competition this year. But I, it hadn't stopped me from thinking about it, though. You know, I yes, no, I, won't, I won't be, I won't be, I won't be participating unless something weird happens over the weekend. I won't be participating. I thought your top fifteen was pretty interesting, and a lot of people are. You told me before we started the show that at least one person was asking you. Why Shohei Otani didn't crack your top 15 when guys like Whit Merrifield, Trevor Bauer, Adelberto, Adelberto Mondesi, Trevor Story did? What's your response to those who who were asking about Otani? It's going to be so hard to figure out when to put him in. And not to mention, it's, it's just as just a hitter. As just a hitter, he's not going to keep up the, the home run pace. His batting average is a bit low. So I'm not sure – I mean – Believe it or not, he he may not be worth it as just a hitter. Now trying to figure out when he's going to start. Now this week, it would you're still going to pick up that start that he would have had last night. Last night being Thursday, but you know late to the park, so switch to Friday. I'm in a league where you make moves twice a week, and I know we're talking NFBC. It's not the same thing, but you know I had him in as a pitcher for the Monday through Thursday part of the week, and he ends up missing that start altogether. Uh, So the point being, you know, if if there's a week where you want him to start uh, as a pitcher, you he has to be in for the whole week for you. And if it's a two start, I mean, there's if anything happens at all and you don't get that week, you lose him completely. So it's just too hard to, you know, so there's two reasons. First being, I'm not sure to me, he's he's borderline because he's not going to play every day. He's he's kind of a borderline as a batter, because the, the the home runs probably won't keep the space, and you it's it's just too hard to manage, and it's too hard to know what you're going to get out of them to know what you need for the rest of your team. So I uh, he it's he's not a gimmick. I mean he's not he's better than a gimmick, but I think it puts too much pressure uh, to pressure is not the right word. I mean it, 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 it's too difficult to figure out what you want to do with the rest of your batters, rest of your pitchers to get to where you need to be. If he's on the team, there's there is actually sure there is a point where where it's worth it, right? Maybe you've got a maybe in the third round we have your foundational hitter and your foundational pitcher, and now you can you know you can figure out what you're going to do the rest of the way. But to me, it's not a first rounder. It doesn't mean you know if if you add up his pitching and hitting together, is he going to be worth it? Yeah, but you're not you don't get to play them both. This podcast is sponsored by WinBet. I apologize for forgetting to mention that at the very top of the show, but we appreciate WinBet and their sponsorship of the program. Uh, when I was recently combing over my rankings for the site, Todd, I, I had actually left DeGrom number one just because he was back. So at 100, and I thought he should be fine. But does the, the lingering injury concern, is that the reason why he drops to nine, one you know, nine for you, DeGrom? Yeah, I don't – yeah, and I, to be honest, and, I, and I wrote about this too. In full disclosure – in my own rest of the season rankings, he still is the number one potential earner. So it's, you know, why, you know, uh, first of all, draft list doesn't have to be a earning list. There's, there's more to it than that, but,
But even having said that, I don't know. It's it's more of a feel thing. And I know the injury, the latest injury was not to his arm, uh, to his side. And it, but there's just a, you know, you kind of go through and you know, would I take him at this spot? Mm, probably not. Would I take him at this spot? And that's kind of where I felt comfortable I would take him with a lingering injury concern. And one of the reasons why he comes out high on the earnings list, and I haven't I haven't run it for this week yet, so he, I may make the adjustment. Uh, the Mets have more games left, and initially the game started is based upon, you know, how many team, how many games the teams plays, and you, you know, he starts one, you know, at one fifth of the team's games, etc. Uh, I don't know that he's going to get all those starts because of the double headers and such. So I may have him projected for one or two extra starts. It doesn't seem like much, but that's enough to 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 alter the rankings as uh, in this in this way and that's another reason why earnings and rankings aren't necessarily the or draft rankings aren't the same because uh you know do you really want to let one start affect that much because people lose starts all the time so now it becomes more of you know a, a touch and feel thing where you want to rank them i could be wrong and i would take cole i mean i would i, I would take cole over him at this point but do I have him too low? Should I have him six instead of Cole? Well, then I kind of said, well, you know what? I'd rather Mookie. I'd rather Juan Soto. I'd rather Xander Bogarts, which I know is kind of controversial to itself. Xander Bogarts being ahead of him there. I don't know. Um, maybe that's why I'm not competing in it. I don't know. I just, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not good enough. No, I just, there's something there. And it's not the wins. It's not the wins. It's just, I, I have a little bit of fear of injury. You know, it has been one thing or another here or there. You know, nothing major, it seems like. But I remember last year he missed a start or two. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just, they're starting to add up a little bit, and that's a little scary. I hear you. Uh, one other thing you were talking about was how, you know, this is kind of the first checkpoint of the season. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, uh, the idea that now is the point where you say here standings are realistic. Would you want to explain a little bit? what you mean by that and um, why it you know takes a while for that to matter. Right. If you look at standings at the end of April or, you know, a couple of weeks ago, the, the top ERA was lower than it will likely be when the season's over. And the worst ERA is higher. And the same with whip and batting average, the distribute, the top to bottom distributions are, are higher. You just, you know, Good luck, bad luck, things haven't fleshed out yet. Right around Memorial Day is when the ratios, the teams will flip within them, right? I mean, teams will switch positions. But the the high, the, the, the team with the best ratio, the, the number will be pretty close to what it's going to be come season's end. And the same with the counting stats. If you prorate to the end of the year, the top and bottom of the home runs and all the different counting stats – It'd be somewhat close to how it will be. Again, people will flip in between. So it's at this point, you could better make your all right. If I get this many steals, uh, you know, in lieu of this many RBI and runs, I can gain this many points. Those sorts of you know category math are more practical because the just the gaps between teams are close to what they'll be come season's end. Yeah, I mean, a lot can happen. You know, trades and injuries, things are going to change. But it gives you a, 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 a – you could always do that. But at this point, the your results are a little bit more 
comfortable or realistic just because the gaps are prorating to how they'll be towards the end. Nice. Well, definitely check out the latest Z files for yourself. And I believe the tout table is a similar question. Yeah. It is the, uh, what do you do to take stock with, right. with your team? Right. So I'll be trying to weigh in on that after the XM show. I will be weighing in on that. Uh, so I'll definitely retweet it. Anything else on your mind, Todd, before we get into the two steppers for next week? Yeah. Just real quick, the, you know, I'm, you know, yelling at the clouds here. Uh, the final point I made in this piece was about a trade evaluation, and I get asked. I'm sure you get asked. Everybody, we all get asked who wins this trade, and I just I cringe. I just because I trades aren't about winning a trade. Uh, team tra- need more than tra- team needs, and it's not just the players. It's the balance of the roster. If you trade away a, a hit, if you trade a hitter for a pitcher, uh, so make I get the right. You traded a hitter for okay, so you're backfilling the hitter with another hitter. And you and and you're upgrading your pitcher. That's the math. It's the it's the upgrade versus the downgrade. Not did the hitter you trade in a vacuum equal the pitcher you traded. Uh, you you got it or whatever it might be. And it just I people they just want to know did I you know they just want validation. I should just I should have I did learn twenty years ago, but I'm too dumb not to just heed my own advice. When someone asks, uh, did I win this trade? Just say yes, and it's over. Don't you know? Don't don't yes. go into don't go into the diatribe about that's not how you do a trade. I know you know, but uh, that's just not my style. So I don't make friends when people ask me, "Did I win this trade?" Because I, uh, I I tell them how they should analyze it, and I help them with my if they need help with a player analysis. What do you think so and so will do? And you know they can then plug that into the, uh, their idea how if they won the trade. But I just uh, I don't I don't say you you won or you lost because I don't think that's how it should be done. And after all these years, you know, I'm not the only one that says this. Okay, I mean, obviously, there's just but even so, on Twitter, we still get people that that's what they want to know. So, sorry. Yeah, I remember somebody asked because James had suggested on the prospect pod maybe you sell high in a dynasty league in Manoa on Manoa. Yeah, just because he is a pitching prospect, and pitching prospects will break your heart, and uh, they pretty much are going to get hurt inevitably. And uh, you know, a guy sold for a bunch of bunch of lesser pieces. So James just had to say, look, I didn't like the trade. Um, that's sometimes the answer you're going to get. If you ask how you think you did on a trade without asking ahead of time. And yeah, it's, it's more about team needs and. Uh, yeah. Dynasty is a bit of a different animal, right? Sure. Because you're trading for the future and. You know, so there are there are different levels and different types of trades. It's, it's never black and white. I mean, I you know I could see a trade too. Where I you know did I win this trade? In my head, I'm going. There's just no scenario where this person could have possibly won this trade. They, you, know, you know, then I may say so. So the yeah, dynasty trades, especially you know some of the parts being the whole. Um, you know, you, you could you've gotten those pieces anyway. So yeah, it's all. It's never. It's never easy to come up with a one size fits all in anything in this sport. Yeah, I just know James was saying like, you know, he'd rather have the quality over quantity in a situation like that because it was like Manoa yeah. for like five very fringe pieces. So right, right, definitely not what I would consider selling high. Uh, the other guy I just wanted to mention was Willie Adames because he had four hits, four RBI, home run yesterday, and. I would say if he's still out there, he probably should be rostered in most leagues because you mentioned the park upgrade and um, yeah, maybe a new 
new lease on life for Willie Adames. And our buddy Derek Van Riper is trying to trade for him today in uh, the mixed mix keeper league. So nice. Um, may have he to hits- play hardball with DVR. So he hit second yesterday. Is that I'm checking the our, our site now. Is that was this just a a one off because of the lineup, or is he now hitting second? Um, That's a good question. I honestly. He's played much for the Brewers, obviously. Yeah, he hit seventh. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And didn't eighth. So yesterday was a one-off. Well, I don't know if it was a one-off, but Yelich wasn't in the lineup. Mm. Okay, so yeah, and, and neither was Colton Wong. So I just answered my own question. Are you uh, interested in Hira now that he's back? I, you know, I guess he was kind of turning it on, but I, I'm not going to be in that sweepstakes this week. I've got him in a keeper league, so I'm interested. You know, I am. You know, I'm interested. Um. And Leachbury's available. Are you going to yeah, go 100 plus? You know, I mean, if I'm, if, I'm, if I'm behind and need to make up ground, I think I am. Like any good team, hiring the right employees for your front office is just as important as recruiting the best players for the game. That's why you need Indeed. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three. Post, screen, and interview all on Indeed. Get your quality shortlist of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster. Only pay for the candidates that meet must-have qualifications and schedule and complete video interviews in your Indeed dashboard. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. Get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com BlueWire. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com BlueWire. Indeed.com slash blue wire. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions. And now they want to help you even more. With a Credit Karma Money Spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your instant karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Open your FDIC-insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, 
you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com backslash win money to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com backslash win money to sign up for free and start winning. That's creditkarma.com slash win money. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. Yeah, there's only nine games uh, down on the farm at Nashville, but uh, 438 average. Is that good? Uh, 526 <laughs> on base, 906 slugs. Yeah, but what's the, what's the strikeout rate? Well, very high, 13 Ks and 38 plate appearances. There you go. I mean, um, the, the, the in, in hockey. The minors isn't going to solve yeah. everything. See, I like in hockey, it's a cool, you can call it puck luck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't have that, you know, we just, you know, it, we, uh, for whatever reason, it sounds nicer than, than Bab, you know, whatever. Uh, but, um, yeah, I mean, he hits the ball really hard when he hits it. He just has to keep hitting it. The other thing I wanted to mention was I saw Manny Machado had a pinch hit appearance yesterday. He's been just out for a right. week, out of the I, not on the IL, but just out of the lineup. So that's been really frustrating. Uh, but I did see he got a pinch hit appearance yesterday, doubled. So that's big. I mean, I I was kind of nervous about keeping him in, in lineups, but I think I think I will this weekend. Yeah, especially because it got to the point where he had missed, you know, over he had already missed half of a ten day DL stint. Yeah, if they wanted to backdate it, more than so, that. Yeah, right. So the fact that he played, it must be indication that, that he's ready to play, you know, full time, or else he would just put him on the you know retro to the DL and get another couple of days. Absolutely. Well, we are going to get into the two start starters for for next week. The week of May 31st, 2021, Memorial Day, Todd. Um, so let's get into it. If you're unfamiliar, the zero to five scale is basically if we have five leagues, how many are we starting? We, well, we, cha- we, we changed, changed that. Your end. I changed it last week, at least. Yeah. And, I, and I, of course, I changed it and I don't have my pre rankings done. So <laughs> I'm winging it. But right. yeah, I'm going zero to 20. If you're ranked in the top 20, it's a one, uh, 21 to 40, it's a two, you know, et cetera. Outside of top hundred, it's a it's a zero. Real quick, to be clear we, though, to be clear, that's on your weekly pitcher rankings, right? Yeah. Uh, and and just you'll 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 see soon enough. I think this could be the busiest week for two starters, just because Monday and Thursday there's not a whole lot of uh, off days on either day this week. I mean, there are. There shouldn't be any on Monday. I can't. I, I think that's terrible. Uh, every team should be you know playing on Memorial Day and on July Fourth and on Labor Day. Just they should be playing. Uh, but there's some off days, and Thursday has relatively few off days as well, which just means that this could be the busiest week for two-star pitchers. Yeah, well, there will probably be some landmines, and we'll try to help you avoid them and help you capitalize on the good ones here. Let's start at the very top here. You can follow along with us if you want, rotowire.com slash try for a free 10-day trial. You go to projected starters, uh, actually lineups, projected starters, and start date. Custom start date at 531. And all the two-steppers have a little red dot icon on them, so easily identifiable. Merrill Kelly and Matt Peacock. Now, Matt Peacock was scratched last night due to illness. So it was John Duplantier who got the start. Uh, We're still tentatively projecting Peacock in there, but uh, and I think that's probably the case, although Duplantier... 
You struck out five, but allowed four hits, uh, seven hits, four earned runs over four and two-thirds innings. Right. So we don't know if it's going to be Peacock, Duplantier. We'll have to see. But I think Merrill Kelly is probably, well, versus the Mets at Milwaukee. Versus the Mets is a great matchup right now. That team is just unrecognizable. So I'm going to give him a two, even though he hasn't been very good. Yeah, I, he was one of my, you know, I like him late as a streamer and one of the reasons why my team's not doing well. But he's picked it up lately. I'm gonna, I'll give him a a two as well. But it wouldn't be surprised if it ends up as a low three. But I'm gonna go with a two. And Peacock very tentative, so I'm just gonna, I'm gonna give him a zero. Just, I'm, yeah, I'm I getting, probably shouldn't even list him, but we'll see. Yeah, he, he's so. getting a zero as well. What about Drew Smiley? The ERA just shy of six on the year versus Washington versus the Dodgers. I, I didn't get the love. And you know, I hate I hate to say I told you so, but man, it's been bad. I guess the whip points to some you know better days ahead. He's not allowing crazy traffic on the base paths, but a ton of homers. And the matchups, you know, even with the Dodgers a little beat up, still scare me. So I'm gonna give Drew Smiley a two. And maybe that's that, generous. I would say that might be two higher than he deserves. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give him a one and I, I'm with you that it's the name. It's the, it's, it's, it's the potential that we're bidding on, not the, or not bidding on, but betting on not the, uh, not the performance at this point. So, uh, Tucker Davidson of this team, he was optioned down on, I guess it'd be not this past Tuesday, but the Tuesday before that, uh, May 19th. So maybe it's, Tucker Davidson for this team, we do we don't really know, but either way, he'd be a zero. Just can't trust. Yeah, him. he'll be a zero. He can go up and crush. We don't know. He doesn't have quite the pedigree that the other Braves start. Yeah. Not quite. He doesn't have anywhere near the pedigree that mm-hmm. the that the Braves starters have had the past couple years. And think about all their all their you know how high we were on all their young pitching. Not much of it has come to fruition. Well, who Oscar Enoa got in his own way. Well, I'm just yeah. I mean, Bryce Wilson, those types, yeah. You know, you know they had Tukey, and they uh, they had a bunch. You know, and then the idea was throw it against the wall, see what sp- sticks, and if one or two stick, yeah. we're okay. Kyle Wright, those Kyle Wright. I mean, and, and I mean, they traded away. I mean, this guys that they that, that that flamed out traded away as well. But you know, if, if it turns out that Max Fried and when he comes back, so maybe Mike Soroka, you know, maybe maybe they got the two that they wanted. I don't know, but um, yeah. The way we were talking about dynasty before, this is why an Alec Manoa is better than five fringe pitchers because it's just such a a small chance that all five of them come up and are the guy. Yeah, true. Now for Baltimore, Jorge Lopez versus Minnesota versus Cleveland. Uh, versus <coughs> Cleveland's always great, but this guy has just been rocky. One and six, five eighty ERA, and he's been that way for many years. So. Um, I can't trust him taking a match to my ratios. So. Nope, he's a zero. Easy zero. Jorge Lopez is a zero. I, of course, will be tracking these numbers and recapping them at the end and including them with the podcast show notes. Garrett Richards has come on pretty strong, <laughs> and Nick Pavetta is six and oh. <laughs> I'm machine. laughing. I'm obviously a Red Sox fan, and the fact just the uh, the fact that these two guys have two starts this week, Twitter's gonna go nuts. Anyway, I'm trying to find a Richard's tweet that I had just seen recently. Uh, the, uh, it was from Alex Spear. Is it Spear Spire of the Boston Globe? 
Uh, you know what? I should know because he's he's probably my favorite reporter. I think it's Spire, but I think I hear it Spire. both ways. Okay. Well, he said uh, on Twitter at Alex Spear Spire S P E I E R. Uh, Alex Cora suggests Garrett Richards is at a similar career point to where Charlie Morton was in 2017. So, uh, who knows? He's still you know got a lot to prove health wise, but that is something that Garrett Richards had struggled yeah, that, with. Not Gary little, Richards, Charlie Morton. Yeah, it's a little out of context. That I heard that it was a pregame interview, you know, during the coaches show, and it had to do with contract and the contract. The contract that he signed was oh, similar to what Morton did. I mean, but he did make the same the, the parallel to the pitching and how they then kind of got it and took off. Uh, but you know, it it, it, it is somewhat of it, it is. It was interesting. They Cord does think highly of, of Garrett Richards. He's now down to a 3.83 ERA, Richards. So a little bit better than Pavetta, even. Uh, Pavetta just keeps doing it time and time again. Again, 6 and 0. Oh, so uh, at Houston, at the Yankees, uh, I know the Yankees are getting uh, Giancarlo Stanton back, but they're really not the buzzsaw I thought they'd be. So I'm going to give Richards and Pavetta, you know, I'm going to give Richards. And Pavetta a three, I think. I like Richards more. I think he deserves a great hire. I'm just trying to debate four three or three two. Um, I think I'm going to go three two. I'm going to go three on R- Richards, two on Pavetta. Pavetta is you kind of alluded to it without saying it. He's kind of tight roping a lot in these yeah. in these efforts, and both of these teams are capable of giving him the comeuppance. So I'm going to go three for Richards, two for Pavetta. And against better, or not better, but it's softer competition. These are two pretty good lineups on the road. I mean, we could go four three for them, but but I but I'm penalizing for the penalizing them for the uh, tough matchups on the road. Yeah. Now for the Cubs, Trevor Williams, Kyle Hendricks. Hendricks seems to be coming around a little bit. The whip's still too high, but um, and maybe he's not in that five territory. But versus San Diego at San Fran, I'm going to give him a rock solid four. And Trevor Williams, I picked up as a streamer for his matchup against the Pirates, and he had a nice outing. And now I'm thinking maybe I'll keep him around for a little bit longer here versus San Diego at San Fran again. So I'm a little scared, but I, I think I'll give Trevor Williams. I think I'll give him a two. I can't put him on the Garrett Richards tier, but I'm going to give Williams a two. I'm, I'm giving him a one, Williams, and that's a rounding. It's probably a point six, and I'm just rounding him up just because. I know he did well against Pittsburgh, but it's Pittsburgh. Um, Hendricks will go. I'm with you. We'll go four. Nice. Now, Tyler Malley, Sonny Gray for the Reds versus Philly at St. Louis. Malley's been great. And Sonny Gray, I thought yesterday, looked really the best he has since that back issue crept up uh, last year. So. It was his first win since last August, and he he does look close to back. Um, wins may be hard to come by still in this team. Uh, bad defense behind him, although they're no longer playing Eugenio Suarez. Good, I think that's big for him just mentally. But uh, yeah, Sonny Gray versus Philly at St. Louis. I think I want to give Sonny. I guess Sonny and Tyler Malley both a, a four. Sonny gets to five, and Molly, um, I'm going to go, I'm going to go three, and it, I, I, it might end up that he's a four, 
but I'm going to go three because I think there's a lot of two-start guys this week, and relative, it may push him down using my new scoring system in the rankings, but it's the same. I mean, we're, we're, we're starting him. Now, Tristan McKenzie was – looks like he was brought back up. Had a pretty good outing on Wednesday. A lot only one hit over five scoreless, and then he was sent back down on Thursday. So I guess technically he would not be eligible to come up for – primary role early next week unless he's an injury replacement they could bring him up if they il somebody he doesn't have to spend the full 10 days in the minors but we just don't know so i'm just going to skip tristan mckenzie do you think that's the right call here yeah and well he was he was brought up for that other start because of zach lisak got hurt uh so he was already you know that's why he was up so quickly to make oh. the, make the previous start yeah. um but yeah no i, I uh but he would need an injury replacement to get up on by monday right um, so maybe Cal Quantrill, who knows? We'll see. Um, maybe, yeah, there's somebody I was just about to ask you about, but I'm totally blanking right now. Uh, anyways, Herman Marquez versus Texas versus Oakland. This is tough because pretty favorable team matchups, but both at home. So ugh, I hate cores. Herman Marquez probably, probably a two, but scary two. Yeah, both of them. Real quick with Cleveland, we're guessing, and there hopefully there'll be some clarification. There's a chance that Bieber gets two next week. He's an automatic five. Yeah. Hopefully we'll have clarification by Sunday night. Well, you know, he's you're starting him anyway, so that doesn't matter. But uh, we just you – know, Eli Morgan uh, makes his debut today. Don't, yeah. know, don't know much about him, so we'll have to see how that, how that fleshes out. Yeah, Mark, this is tough because Marquez is actually picked all right at home, but it's home. And these teams, uh, man, I'm gonna. I, I'm going. Did you go too? That's did. I'm going. I'm going too. But it's trepidation. Yeah. yeah. I think maybe what I was going to mention was Vladimir Gutierrez starting tonight as well, along with Eli Morgan. So Cincinnati. Yeah, I don't. I don't know much. Just to keep an eye on. Yeah, right. I'll be asking James about them. I put them yeah. on the outline for Farm Friday today. Yeah, I got to get him into the system because of DFS. So I'll be putting those guys in our system for your lineup optimizers right after the show. That's clutch, Todd. Uh, I know, you know, I'm not a huge DFS guy, but I, I check the optimizers and you guys are on top of it. Uh, Carlos Rodon, Dylan Cease. Uh, Rodon's earned a five at this point. I, it's just one of the stories of the year coming back, betting on himself. Uh, I guess no team really wanted to sign him as a starter except for the White Sox. But he said, I want to be a starter. And uh, if I earned himself, I mean, hell, maybe a hundred million dollar contract this offseason. I don't know. Maybe that's a little steep, but I could see him getting seventy to a hundred million if he keeps on this type of pace or anything close to it. Dylan Cease has been shockingly good. I'm gonna think I'm gonna give him a four, but the command issues still still scare me and hold him back from a true five. Right. And yeah, this is a this is a double header, so yeah, I yeah, I know I can't Hmm? Uh, on Monday. On Monday. On Monday yep. So I, yeah, I can't see Kopech getting a start. So yeah, I think they will keep Cease on on regular rest. So whether he run, he may sneak into the five. I think I think he probably will. I think these will both be fives, and that's one reason why uh, I forget who we're talking about. Tyler Male. There's so many guys that are going to be jumping up to, to push some of these other guys down because there's a lot of good two starters this week. So you got a five on uh I got a five on a five on C's. I'm gonna give a five on both. Yeah. 
Nice. Okay. Jose Urania. I mean, decent in terms of run prevention so far, but at Milwaukee, at the White Sox, that's a zero. Yeah, that's a zero. But he, you kind of alluded to it. He, it's, it's no longer a categorical zero. You need to kind of look at it and convince yourself, you know, what, what am I missing? Eh, it's a zero. Mm-hmm. Now, Jose Urquidy. Luis Garcia for Houston versus Boston at Toronto. So that'd be at Buffalo, New York, right? Yeah, 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 so, yeah. Uh, Salem Field. Uh, I know it played pretty hitter-friendly last year, but can't be more hitter-friendly than TD Ballpark, I'll say that. <laughs> um, yeah. I think Urquidy and Gar- Garcia probably both fours, but I think you could probably make a case that they're you know borderline fives. Well, I'm going to go... Four on Urquidy and three on Garcia. Okay. Uh, the, 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 the Garcia needs to. It's a tough match. Couple of tough matchups. And I don't. He's he's pitched well. as he battle tested though? And I don't know how deep he'll go into the games. So I'm gonna go with a four and a three. Got you down for those. Now Mike Miner, Brady Singer for Kansas City versus Pitt versus Minnesota. So pretty nice. Brady Singer has been pretty darn disappointing though this year. I had pretty high hopes for him, and he's uh, it's been a struggle so far. Two and four, four nine one. Minor kind of the same boat, but um, and imagine he he must be trending in a pretty positive direction. But yeah, he struck out nine. Looks like things are kind of stabilizing for him a little bit. He's had a few bumps in the road, but um, a couple one one run allowed outings recently. So he's got a one one three whip over his last twenty eight and a third innings. So I'm still feeling a little bit better about Mike Miner. I think I'm going to give him a, a four, uh, and then Brady Singer three. I'm going to go two on Singer and Miner. I'm not sure if it's a four or a three, but um, I'm I'm starting him. But where he actually lands, I'm not sure. Um, I'm, I'll go. I'm going to go three, but it, he may he may end up being four. Well, definitely. Uh, you know, since these are tentative, be sure to look at Todd's weekly pitcher rankings, and uh, th- those do get updated. I know mm-hmm. uh, closer to uh, first pitch on Monday, so definitely check those out. Yeah, we we lo- we we post them for the first time Saturday early afternoon, and then I will update them usually when I'm comfortable Sunday night with the announcements. That are, at least there are always changes, but at least we have all the information to that point. So it's usually Sunday. Anywhere from 11, a, uh, 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern. No two-start starters for the Angels since they're still going six-man and they have six games next week. The Dodgers, Trevor Bauer versus St. Louis at Atlanta. He's a he's a five, right? Absolutely. I thought he was even going like top three in some of those second-chance drafts. Yeah, well, we didn't talk about it, but the, the second-chance leagues, there are some people that think – that you need to draft pitching and just keep drafting pitching until it's not legal to draft any more pitching. Seems like that's kind of a new yeah. trend. Yeah, and I don't, I don't like it. Who am I to say? I don't have the cachet right now to, to, to you know, poo-poo anybody's strategy. But um, I, I, I wouldn't do that. And yeah, he, there's, there's some of these leagues where pitching is just going three, four pitchers in the first three, four rounds for a lot of you know multiple teams elite per league are drafting three or four pitchers with their first three or four picks. I'm not, you know, I don't think they're going to end up winning the overall. We'll see. 
I won't put it past Rob Silver to do that. I'll say that he. I saw he started like I don't know, like four straight pitchers or something, but then got Christian Yelich in the fifth. So if you're able to finesse it like that, I mean, well, I mean, if everybody's drafting pitching, their yeah. hitting, hitting is now falling, but it's still it's still so hard, and I don't know. I don't put anything past Rob Silver, but. Uh, in terms of fantasy baseball, he's that good. But uh, for the Miami Marlins, Pablo Lopez has had some brutal luck. He's got a two seven one ERA, but only one win at Toronto. So that's at Buffalo, New York, and then at Pitt. Uh, that second one is great. And I'm just hoping for some you know win reg- uh, positive regression here. Uh, Pablo Lopez, I think performance wise, he's a five. Yeah, he's going to be on the cusp of the top twenty. I'll go five. If he ends up 22 and it's a four, so be it. But I'm going to go five. Corbin Burns versus Detroit versus Arizona. Is that a six, seven? Oh, come on now. That's a, you know, but uh, I know, I know, I know. But no, it's, he won't be the top guy, but he'll be top five probably. Even though he is walking guys by the bushel now. What, won a game? Now, Todd, I have you to thank for getting Alec Manoa into my Tout Wars lineup because you reminded me that. You know, if a guy's on the IL, you can swap him out. So I did get Manoa in my lineup. I only ended up netting about three points over the guy who I plugged Manoa in for, Michael Pineda. <laughs> so, um, you know, it wasn't a huge win. But Pineda, I was very encouraged by his return outing. So he's been fantastic. He's at Baltimore, at KC, and Jose Barrios, those same matchups at Baltimore, at Kansas City. Barrios, I think... Probably four and Pineda probably a four. I'm going to go four three, and again, it has to do with just the fact that there's so many pitchers that they're going to be ranked so highly this week. Uh, Barrios, I mean, in my in my head, he's a five, which is why spreadsheets are good because spreadsheets don't have bias, so he'll be a four in the spreadsheet probably. <laughs> yeah, he's been a little disappointing, but uh... you know what? He, when he when he pitches the way he's supposed to, in our heads, disappointed because we expect more. Yeah, that's true. And I'm not the only one. I see this talked about on Twitter. Every, every, every. He just we expect we expect the lead, but it and he he's just good, not excellent, and we want excellent. Yeah, his performance, both in terms of you know surface stats and under the hood, has really ranged within a very narrow band. And so yeah. I didn't really understand why people were it's, paying for a step forward. I don't. Well, paying for it. No, I wouldn't pay for it. But what I was doing was I would take him in a in a tie because I thought it could be there. Sure. But you, you're right. There were people paying for it because I wasn't getting him at the end because people were paying for it. Yeah, it was like there was just a given. And, heck, you know, with some good luck and some variance, you know, things could swing in, in a positive direction. But just skills-wise, I didn't see another level uh, in terms of earned – there was there was, a, there was yeah. another level in strikeouts. He just hasn't gotten it there. Yeah, Pineda's been great at Baltimore. Always scares you a little bit because you know the Pinata moniker that he earned. And uh, but I, I mean, Baltimore is terrible. So feeling pretty good about Pineda next week. I got a four. You got a three. So uh, for the Mets, Marcus Stroman's been great at Arizona, at San Diego. They have seven games, but. Um, there's maybe Sean Reed Foley, Joey Lucchese. We just don't know exactly. Taiwan Walker's could be hurt, but he's back today, I guess. 
returning from a side injury tonight. But uh, yeah, we so Strowman's the only one we know pretty pretty well. We feel good about projecting him for two uh, at Arizona at San Diego. I have trouble putting him. Uh, this is tough. I, I, three is my instinct, but I, you know, if I'm going to give Pineda a four, I guess I'll got to give Stroman a four. Yeah, I thought you were going to. I thought you said you want to give him a five and bring him a four. No, he doesn't. He doesn't get enough strikeouts to be in the five range. I think he's yeah. a four. And these are. I don't want to say easy matchups because never easy in San Diego. But the you know the, well actually it's not much of a, you know New York City Field's a great park so. He's one of the few pitchers that doesn't get an upgrade pitching in Arizona and San Diego. So, Jordan Montgomery versus Tampa Bay versus Boston for the Yankees. It was pretty frustrating. I saw some people griping on Twitter because he got lifted yesterday. Montgomery did after four and two-thirds. So, the Yankees won. And, you know, of course, people were hoping he'd get that one more out and qualify for that win. But I did think it was kind of a smart move because Bo Bichette was due up. He'd already homered off Montgomery in the game, and he'd homered in uh, game one, I believe, too. So yeah. um, they brought in Jonathan Loisaga, and it all worked out. But I know managers were a little bummed that Montgomery only went four and two-thirds. Uh, it hasn't fully clicked, but things look okay for him. And versus Tampa Bay versus Boston, in two kind of scary matchups in the Bronx, uh, just given the – the park so i'm gonna give him a three two okay not a big montgomery guy i like it I'm not yeah, these are tough matchups yeah in the bronx especially what about james caprillion mentioned he was picked up in the stake league yeah. i he was my top priority but i've i had everybody as a zero because i'm down to single digit fab dollars i'm trying to conserve at seattle at Colorado, that second one's real scary. Are you rolling the dice with Caprillion this week? Yeah, you see, I saw Caprillion. I was all ready to talk good things. I'm still talking good things, but at Colorado. Um, I think I'm going to give him a two. What do you I'm going to go with a two as well. I, the Seattle, you know, is if it's a, you know, if it's a four for the Seattle start and a zero for the Colorado start, we're averaging up to a two. Yeah, I think that's about fair. What about Vince Velasquez, Vinny Velo? He's good again. As our producer on XM, Ani Schreeder, says Vinny Velo. Uh, at Cincinnati versus Washington, He, I guess he is good. I've been down this road so many times where I just have this mental block where I yeah, just yeah, yeah, yeah. cross him off my list mentally and move on. But I guess Vinny Velo has probably got to be at least the three. Uh, I'm thinking two or three. I'll go I'll go three, but yeah, you know what? I'm gonna go two. I'm gonna go two. Yeah, two. Okay. Um, he's the one guy I'm looking forward to seeing where he comes out on your weekly pitcher ranking. Please check those out. Rotowire.com. Yeah, I just I don't. Time. I have to. I, I can chat. He, he doesn't go deep, even though he's pitching fairly well again. If I this is off the top, I can. I'll check it out now as I hit 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 his thing, and he's going well. He went six innings last time. Yeah, yeah. I'm still gonna. I'm still going to stick with the two, but I may end up being wrong. He is pitching more than five innings again. Yeah, it's been so. shockingly good. Now, Will Crow, he's got a five, six, seven ERA, and he only went one and a third last time out, so he's an easy zero. Um, yeah, he's an easy zero. I was about to say yeah. Will Craig, but it's Will Crow. Will Crow. Tyler Anderson, though. 
these matchups. I know. I actually, I wanted to spite drop him after his blow up last weekend <laughs> in the main, but James kind of talked me out of it. Well, he likes matchups are really good, and so maybe, maybe if he rings my arm, I could, I could get behind him. I guess he's a three given these matchups. Yeah, he's a two or three based on these matchups. So you can already see how how many two start pitchers there are this week. You know, there, there's a I ton. know it's a crazy number. Ton of baseball next week, which is a good thing. Uh, Joe Musgrove at Chicago Cubs versus the Mets. Those are pretty good. He's a five. Probably, yeah, I think it'll be in the teens, but yeah, that's a five. Okay. Next Ooh. up, two star yeah. starters, Logan Gilbert. Oh, but the match. For every Manoa, there's a Logan Gilbert. It has not been pretty. Versus Oakland at the Angels. I guess, given the other options this week, probably a one. I'm yeah, I'm excited about this guy, but everything looks straight and flat. And uh, well, he's a what well, he's a command and control guy, and sometimes that happens. Mm-hmm. And he's just in, you know, but you have to you have to play out when you're playing off the when you're three is fastball 60, percent you it really has to be pinpoint, and it's just not quite there yet. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Well, I, I'm not sure what you said. One or do you say a two or a one? A one, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go, a, yeah, I'm gonna go one myself, but. I guess he might be a drop. I mean, I know people spin up big and maybe, you know, you have some sunk cost fallacy in your mind, but maybe it, it is just that with, with Gilbert. I think, yeah, I think I want one. I think I want to get one more chance. Okay. And because I think that, I think Seattle, shouldn't they just, if he doesn't do it, he, he, he may be uh, with, you know, Gonzalez is back, flexing pitch pretty well. It could, he could be pitching for his rotation spot or else be sent back down. That's true. Now, what about Johnny Cueto versus the Angels versus the Cubs? I love Johnny. The deception is great, but the Ks just aren't really there. So I'm going to give him a three. I'm going to go two. Okay. I'm kind of just generally higher than you this week, it seems like. But, yeah, just with so many options, maybe – just well, your, I'm, ha- I'm trying to, in the right order. Yeah, I'm trying. Well, you're, yeah, you're ranking the quality in a vacuum. I'm trying to rank them against each other. Yeah. So it kind of depends upon what we, which may be interesting in that we're not, which is the right way to do it. You know, mm-hmm. I think both, it depends on the, on the, on the context and how you, you know, what we're looking at. So I think well, for it's me, it's a very inexact science, and you have turned yeah. it into more of an inexact science on your yeah. end. Mine is right. Very- so yeah, but I think it's the, I think that's what the contrast is. My grades are, are the middle is the middle. The top goes up, the bottom goes down because of the number of starters. Nice. Well, uh, Jack Flaherty at the Dodgers versus Cincinnati. Uh, I think he's a five, even though you know Dodgers are the Dodgers. He's Flaherty's a five. He's now an ace, right? He's proving. I don't proving, but. He's showing he can go length in, you know, length in quality at this point, which we were concerned about the length. He's now back to being an ace. Speaking of guy who's back to being something oh. special, maybe not an ace, but Rich Hill fanning 13 his last time out. And I think James and I got him for real cheap in the main. And yeah, I was thrilled to see that 13K outing in our starting lineup. At New York, at Texas. Texas is pretty nice. New York scares you a little bit, but I think Rich Hill, probably a four for me. Right, and I'm so glad you didn't use that corny nickname for him. Because oh, I'm, yeah. I'm, okay. I, I, 
I, I, I'm sick of it. It's it's so cliche. It's so hack. And I and I'm hack. My half of my comedy game is hack, and that's yeah. too hack for me. Um, like the, it's like a '69 joke, you know. Uh, 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 it's like so lame. It's, it's exactly all right. Back to the back to what matters. And he he's pitching deep in the games. Hill, he's not yeah. taking out. It's not five and fly. So I'm I, I'm I, I agree. I think it's four for each. And no, I'm sorry, Glasnow's a five. What am I saying? Um, yeah, Hills Hills a four. Hills a four. Yeah, yeah, man, he's been great. We uh. The reason I wanted to spite drop Tyler Anderson so bad is because we actually started him over Rich Hill last week, and that was just so painful. Thankfully, we got the 13K gem this week, but still. Um, Dane Dunning, we talked, I think, on our MLB Network radio show uh, a couple weeks ago about you know, whether he was actually good. It's kind of moot <laughs> as to whether he's actually good this week because that Colorado is on the schedule. So I'm going to give him maybe a one, but that's like NL only. That's yeah, he is, he, is, the end, he is good, but he's also young. Yeah. And, uh, in yeah, I mean, Griffin Canning and uh, an ode to our buddy, Lar Michaels, in the Battle of Gerons, uh, Griffin Canning bested Dane Dunning. Uh, Lara used to write a column where we would, it was all Gerons. Each of the headings was an ING. So, I, I made a joke that three people would get, and that's not above me. Talk about hack comedy. I think you were making a Jaron Duran. No, oh, there we go. No, G-E-R-U-N-D. Oh, I see. Uh, I got you. You yeah. know, by the way, speaking of Duran, you are you did get some Woo Sox tickets? Yeah, except I'm not going to see him because he's going to be trying out for the Olympics or, or practicing with the Olympics or maybe even – I think actually I think the, the U.S. team is in the uh, – trying to make the Olympics uh, – during the, the first time I see oh, him, wow. yeah, I got three dates on three three Tuesdays in June. So well, I, I hope will you be, can uh, see him once. Maybe he's with the big club when not. Well, if he plays with the if he plays for the Olympics, Red Sox could always pull him, right? You know, even but um, uh, it won't be till early August that unless unless the U.S. doesn't make the Olympics. Yeah, that's uh, that's in which case they could be earlier but if he plays for the olympics it's you know once the olympics are over um gotcha. what's i mean matt kemp is going to be on the team and oh, yeah um or at least trying out i mean i, I guess and who there was another another veteran so it's gonna you know you got you got you duran you know duran and then matt Kemp. it's kind of that'd be kind of a cool experience but uh yeah for a young kid like that that would be pretty cool yeah i forget yeah. i did see the list and it was just a bunch of guys who were, you know kind of well, not on major league rosters and yeah. kind of fizzled out, but but yeah, three Tuesdays, um, very reasonable seats, and I'll, I'll report. I'll give reports. I'll get tweets. I was watching Steven Strasburg last night against the Reds, and he I thought he looked pretty darn good. The curveball looks good. He still got one of the best curves in the game, and uh, he ran into some trouble in the fifth inning. He just got babbipped like crazy. It was a ball that bounced off the second base bag, an infield hit by Sonny Gray. Uh, a double just inside the left field line. So I thought Strasburg looks pretty good. You still worry about him a little bit, but he seems like the reins are mostly off after the, the bout of shoulder inflammation. He threw – how many pitches did he throw yesterday? I think 87. So it does look like Strasburg, you know, mostly back. So I think I'm going to give him a four. Going to go four in Strasburg. We should mention we skipped Toronto. They only have five games. Yep. Um, right, then we gave Manoa. We gave, 
home against Miami looks pretty nice. But that sure. is, you know, home is yeah, Buffalo. Yep, even so, it's Miami. Um, who now are you know are hurt and they've now lost Brian Anderson and Miguel Rojas. They've got oh, nothing yeah, they lost Miguel Rojas too. Yeah, which you know how you know how bad a season is going for me if I'm tilted because I lost Miguel Rojas. Yeah, so long time to go though, Todd. I know it's uh, you know the first real significant mile marker of the year, but uh, still two thirds of the season to go. So I trust you'll be back at least in striking distance very soon. Uh, before I recap these, anything we, else? We, give, we, we skipped Joe Ross. You can't. Skip oh, Joe, Joe Ross. Ross. Yeah, I put him in the sheet as a zero. What? Yeah, I was going to say. You know, I get him as a zero as well, but we don't want people wondering. Yeah, somebody probably bring that up. So, to recap, our two-star pitcher grade, zero to five scale for the week of May 31st, 2021. Happy Memorial Day to everybody out there. Merrill Kelly, two. Matt Peacock, zero, if he gets them. Drew Smiley, two. Tucker Davidson, zero. Jorge Lopez, zero. Garrett Richards, three. Nick Pavetta, I say three. Todd, two. Kyle Hendricks, four. Trevor Williams, I say two. Todd, one. Sonny Gray, I say four. Todd, five. Tyler Malley, I say four. Todd, three. Herman Marquez, two. Carlos Rodon, five. Dylan Cease, I say four. Todd, five. Jose Urania, zero. Jose Urquidy, four. Luis Garcia, I say four. Todd, three. Mike Miner, four. Brady Singer, I say three. Todd, two. Trevor Bauer, five. Pablo Lopez, five. Corbin Burns, five. Jose Barrios, four. Michael Pineda, I say four. Todd, three. Marcus Stroman, four. Jordan Montgomery, I say three. Todd, two. James Caprillion, two. Vince Velasquez, I say three. Todd, two. Will Crow, zero. Tyler Anderson, three. Joe Musgrove, five. Logan Gilbert, one. Johnny Cueto, I say three, Todd, two. Jack Flaherty, five. Rich Hill, four. Tyler Glass, now five. Dane Dunning, one. Steven Strasburg, five. Joe Ross, zero. Did you give Strasburg a five, too? I forget. I gave him a four. I'm okay. still, I think he's probably, yeah. I'm going to go four just because I don't know. He's going to pitch five innings. I don't know if he's going to pitch a whole lot more than that. Okay, yeah, I'd forgotten to mark your grade down, but that that's it for us then. I know we'll be talking tomorrow on MLB Network Radio. Looking forward to that. Anything else you want to, sh to mention before we sign off today? Yeah, you know, things are opening up out there. Let's uh, let's still be safe and still be careful. Let's not let's not put the uh, the previous year and a half of uh whatever you want to call it to waste, you know. Let's uh let's, let's make it worth it. it. Yeah, make it worth it. Yeah, we've already paid Big sacrifice as a country, and let's see it through. Thank you, buddy, to everybody for listening. We'll catch you next week on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast, sponsored by WinBet. Try Rotowire today, free for 10 days. Get our premium tools, rankings, analysis, and breaking news alerts. No credit card required. Go to rotowire.com forward slash try. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. 
The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com